1: Time for what's going on right here on the big show, 975 and 1280 the zone. What's going on across the Zone Sports Network, the big news, the big opinions? Uh, Gordon and Austin, I believe, have have at least salvaged their relationship there during the break. Are we doing all right?
2: We doing I'll tell okay? you, that's what, that's what's <laughs> going on right now. We're arguing over really stupid stuff, which is what we do. It's it's good. But like my reputation. And then and then I ask Austin to go ahead and play the song that I originally wanted. No, you only get one sure. request on yes, total Sunday,
1: request Who, who made that rule?
2: You only get one request. This is you. the Good.
1: final time no. we'll ever hear Barbara Streisand on this okay. show while I'm here. L- okay, so enjoy and by it. Wait, this has the world's longest intro. We're going to be here for 20 minutes until she starts singing. I'm not kidding. There used to be a we used to do a, a bit hey, on the hey. show where I had to use this song to produce something, and it seriously it goes on for like three minutes
2: think she's going to start. She didn't. See, memories. Light the corners of my mind, which is exactly that what I said. terrible. I know, it is sappy. But, uh, but this, is what, this is the hill you're dying on. And, and <laughs> then, <laughs> Really. I feel much better about myself now. And here's the other thing. During the break, I said, okay, Play, play that song, and 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 Austin said, "No, I, I don't want to do that. I'm sick of that song." And I said, "Go no, play." And then Jake jumps in and says, "You only get one request." Yeah, and you what, wasted what yours that? on Who some are dumb you? cat All of a sudden, song. You're making up these dumb rules. Oh, well, I mean, I can I can make another request, can I? and then I say, "Okay, then one of our one of our listeners, I think it was Jeff." He comes in with the idea, PM Dawn, Set Adrift on Memory Bliss, and I like that song, so then I said, okay, then play Set Adrift on Memory Bliss, and Jake Jake says again, no, you don't get another request.
1: It's not- You're missing your song. It's not whatever Gordon wants to hear Tuesday. (laughs) It's Total Request Tuesday. There are other people that are involved in this show, including our listeners.
2: But Jeff wanted to hear that one, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we get to what's we're going on. We're halfway through this song. What's going on, by the way, has its own theme song. That's why I said we couldn't play it coming in because we're supposed to be playing Marvin Gaye.
2: You know, I saw that I saw that movie the way we were when Ugh. it came out. You know, Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford. Oh man. I don't know. Anyway, all right. Back on track. <laughs>
1: you thought I was kidding? I'm playing this whole song. No, we're not. Just please, no. The, let's we're the cable. No, this is the. This is it. Can, She'll never deal. be featured on the <laughs> show again. Done. We, we can,
2: deal. We can. Wait. We can. When she. <laughs> when this song fades, she fades from the show. What, what you know. say? What? We get no music from Yentl. No Barbara. No, nothing. Ever. It's over. I don't care if she wins. The, it's the, the laughter. It's the laughter we will remember. Come on.
1: Wow. Can we fade it yet? How does she I have a career? I don't know. It's, it's, it's not my cup of tea either, but apparently All right. All Gordon, right. Gordon has been more determined to play that song than I think he was to become so, a columnist. Well, Actually,
2: I like "Setting Drift to a Memory Bliss better. I thought that was a better suggestion, but I mean, can we get to that one next? I'm canceling. It's no, it's again. Tuesday. It's not what Gordon wants to hear Tuesday. That's what Jeff wanted. He was one of the ones he requested. He requested four others, <laughs> right?
1: And we've seen requests from all sorts of listeners okay. that matter just as much. Just as much.
2: All right. I like the way I like the way we're in the middle of this discussion, and suddenly Jake starts throwing out rules I've never heard of before. Like you only get one request. Come on.
1: Listen to Gordon. How dare you? Determine <laughs> that we that everybody should share total request Tuesday how no. dare you no, not, not let me just <laughs> as a, use on. iPod Tuesday use the show as a jukebox yeah exactly I think we'll play C7 you guys don't like it tough
2: I want to hear yeah, Barbra Streisand get you're me. making up you're making up rules as we go <laughs> that, that would have been like during the match on the other day you know someone saying okay you get two extra shots on this hole you don't make up rules as you go.
1: Can we get to the segment? Can we get to okay, what's going right. on? Is that all right? Yeah. Or, or mm-hmm. are we are we going to make Barbara a real centerpiece today?
2: Uh, I think we already did, Okay, but let's let's move
1: on. Uh, let's start with DJ and PK. This comes from Friday, actually. Sam Smith, who now covers the Bulls for, I think, NBA.com. But uh, he wrote the the Jordan Rules. I
2: think it's rules. Bulls. Isn't it Bulls.com Is or it? something? It might be. Yeah.
1: Uh, but he wrote the... Um, Uh, the book on Michael Jordan that was talked about uh, during the docuseries on ESPN. He was on with DJ and PK and he says there's no comparing Michael Jordan and LeBron James. A lot of this has uh, brought people back to addressing uh, Jordan versus LeBron Uh, as someone who saw Jordan all the way through his career. Do you come down on the side of Jordan or do you think LeBron's actually gotten to GOAT status?
3: No. I mean, just what I just said, you know. Yeah. I mean, you disqualify yourself. LeBron, I mean, LeBron's a great player, I and mean, it came to me to criticize LeBron anyway. I mean, he's been a great ambassador to the league. I, 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 I like him. I don't know him well, you know, but I like him personally. I like what he stands for. Uh, you know, I think his play has been fabulous. But, but there's really no comparison as far as as a player. I mean, you know, LeBron. I mean, he sort of disqualified himself in some of the things that happened. You know, he, he lost in the finals to, like, the worst champion ever in so Dallas. Dallas team that won in 2011, Look at that roster it's really almost unbelievable that that team was a champion like Dirk and a bunch of washed up guys you know Jason Kidd and I they were i think they were starting to Stevenson. Uh, they had this miserable thing. um and then you know he's given up he gives up on games sometimes and i remember in the, what was it, the 2010 when they lost to Boston, and I think it was the it was the conference finals, before he went to Miami, he kind of gave up on some games there. And it's very human emotion, you know, to be so discouraged and disheartened, um, you know, that you sort of walk away from it. Um, and then, you know, look, LeBron was in the finals nine times, and he lost six of them. <laughs> so, the only ones who lost that level, and they're great players, is Weston Taylor, but you know but they're not top 5 for that reason you know you can't go to the ultimate game and lose it all the time and then be considered the, the greatest player ever so you know LeBron's got great longevity you know, probably, you know, we get back to basketball on some regular level, he's probably going to pass Kareem and be the all-time leading scorer of all time. Um, and he's certainly one of the great players, but I, I don't think he can even compare him to Jordan, you know, with the way Jordan dominated his year and dominated teams and dominated players. I mean, every time he went to the finals, he was the MVP. He was the best player on the floor, and I don't think you could ever say that about LeBron. You so can't be the best player of all time if you were so often not the best player in the game
2: Hmm. that's interesting i uh, interesting from sam i i he makes strong arguments in some ways and i and i happen to agree with him so you know there's that
1: well then and conversation over i mean no i'm just saying decided no
2: no from my point of view i i i'm with him because i happen to agree with him that's
1: I've heard, a, I've heard a lot of people make that argument that uh, LeBron lost a lot in the finals. And, you know, I, I, think, I think too much of this argument comes down to championships sometimes. And maybe in LeBron's case, too much of the criticism comes his way. I mean, what finals has LeBron lost that he should have won? The, the, uh, the, the Dallas one, right?
2: Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I'd have to go back and examine position by position on the team.
1: All those Warriors ones. I mean, come on, they were they were so unbelievably fortunate to win the title that they did. Let alone, yeah, you know, true. be be able to really criticize LeBron. And it, nobody uh, during that time would dispute that he was the uh, best player in the game. Maybe some people would, but uh, and he ran up against better teams. I don't I don't know how much to hold that uh, against LeBron. I mean that. Especially that last Cleveland run to the finals. I mean, did anybody really think that that they were gonna they were gonna win that? There's no way, you know. And then the the first one he went to uh, Gordon, where he went up against the Spurs. Remember that Spurs team, and they swept Cleveland. Nobody gave gave the Cavs an even chance to win that final. So, I mean, if you want to hold the Dallas Mavericks finals against LeBron, I get it. But the rest of the ones he lost, he. I mean, he was he was not the favorite. It was not his fault. His team wasn't as good.
2: Well, that's and I'm defending
1: of, LeBron. Holy that, cow! That, that's, What's that's, the matter part, with
2: me? That's part of the argument. It's the part that we heard Sam talk about there, but it's not the entire argument. Right. I, I, I don't. I think, think I think I think, Jordan, I think Jordan is the best player that I've ever seen, and uh, but but I don't I don't base that solely on on the outcome of uh, playoffs.
1: I agree. I agree with you. I'd probably put Jordan ahead of LeBron, but. I don't know if that's the argument I would use.
2: You know, it's interesting because Sam has been quoted recently as saying that it's not like he's some champion of Michael Jordan. He was saying after The Last Dance uh, finished up, he said that uh, that it was filled with lies and there was stuff that was that was presented as fact that was absolutely false. One of those stories being the poison pizza one. Sam said, Sam called that nonsense well the other uh, and, and, and there were other things that he pointed out that were completely uh, well I don't know if he how he referred to them but they were they were not true. According to him.
1: Well, the not just according to him, uh, the Isaiah Thomas thing where he denied um, uh, the embargo on Isaiah Thomas for the Dream Team in 1992. He said that flat out on the docuseries. And these tapes, what are, what are these tapes, Austin? What are they called? The Dream Team tapes. The Dream Team tapes, uh, Dream Team tapes uh, where mm-hmm. Michael Jordan tells the story about how Rod Thorne called him up uh, to talk to him about playing on the Dream Team. He says, I'm not doing it if Isaiah Thomas is there. Flat out. I don't know well. if you've heard the recording, Gordon, but it's... Let's play it, yeah. Let's let's play it because uh, it's hard to hear because it's like I think it's literally on tapes. But it's not that long, right? Right. So let, let's play it and, and hopefully folks can hear what he says.
0: They called me to ask me to talk. Rock. So, uh, I went away. So Isaiah Thomas. 17. He is here. He said, "You know what? Chuck that one." Isaiah. So Isaiah Thomas is here. See.
3: If you didn't hear, he said, "I don't want to play." If Isaiah Thomas is on the team, now much has been made is still being made about how one player should.
2: So there you yeah. go. Uh, it yeah. says
1: it flat out. So, I mean that and propaganda other, we saw the last couple of months. Yeah. I'm not and and sure. others
2: have stepped forward as well. Scotty Pippen said that some of it was untrue and, uh, same thing with Horace Grant. And, you know, it, that's going to happen when you have numerous different people involved in what's going on. But, uh, one thing that would have been interesting it would have been to hear what Jerry Krause had to say about yeah. everything. And obviously he couldn't defend himself.
1: And Reinsdorf didn't on. really do a good job defending him either. And that's where his defense should have come from was Reinsdorf. Because Jerry Reinsdorf was there, you know. Nobody was making—Jerry Krause wasn't making any decisions if Reinsdorf uh, didn't sign off. So Reinsdorf should have really— had uh, had Krause's back, but you know the thing—the the thing that jumps to my mind, Gordon. And I can't remember if I mentioned this to you before, but have you ever read? I, I'm guessing no. Motley Crue's autobiography called *The Dirt*. No. It's uh, it's each chapter is written by a member of the band, right? So from their own perspective, so they go over the this all go over like the same stories, but the the tellings from the different members of the band are completely different. You know what I mean? Like from the different perspective, or maybe somebody was involved one way and not the other. I mean, it it was really fascinating to read the story of a band all from the different perspectives. And I I would guarantee people involved in that Bulls team are watching that thing, going, "No, that's not how it happened. No, no, that's not it. Uh, you're you're painting a rosy picture there, but that's what we knew it was going to be." This was Michael Jordan had to approve of everything in there. And so you knew it was going to tell the side of the story that he wanted to tell. And, and, you know, a lot of it was probably true from his perspective, like from your perspective with all your uh, zany stories. I mean, they're probably kind of true in your mind.
2: No, they're true. Uh, Sam Smith also said that the whole, you know, concoction about how the team would have come back and reformed had uh, had everybody, you know, that he was convinced that everybody would have come back on one-year deals and no whatnot. No And Sam Smith said, that's absolutely untrue. No, yeah, I agree. And uh, so, it, well, yeah. I mean, different people have different points of view. I get that. It's like the argument over the way we were that we just had. If Austin was right in his, uh, his version of that, then he would say it his way and I would say it my way, and only one of us would be right. Awesome. and But, uh uh that's 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 uh, I guess the beauty and the uh, <laughs> the disadvantage to varying points of view.
1: It was funny reading that Motley Crue book. The the Mick Mars was definitely the most reliable account of events. Everybody else know. Is, everybody else has downplayed their role in certain shenanigans and then, you know, blamed other things. But he, he was dealing with some health issues. And so he was actually the sober one of the group. I think it was uh, like arthritis. He had, you know, early onset crippling arthritis or something like that. And so he was not exactly your like zany partier of that whole group. And so his, uh, his accounts usually were the more sober ones that you kind of go, ah, yeah, I bet that's how it happened.
2: Yeah, but you can't even say that as a matter of fact. Oh, you know, no, certainly is, not. You know, and this is the problem when you read history. You know, people write it like that's the that's the way it happened. And maybe, maybe it did. Maybe, maybe it didn't. You mean,
1: uh, was Caesar actually a a real terrific guy or did he just win?
2: (laughs) Yeah, the winner usually gets the (laughs) loudest voice. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. That's usually how it happens. Uh, All right. Let's uh, move on. Um, Here's Hanson Scotty talking about uh, the latest in NBA news about the NBA possibly coming back.
4: Over the weekend, it really started to break and roll that Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, was in talks with the Worldwide Sports and also with the uh, world leader in entertainment, Disney World, and in Orlando, Florida, to bring together some plan to put these NBA players in a bubble at Disney World. And, you know, this thing is really gaining momentum to the point where I feel like we're just... A week away, less than a week away from an official announcement. In fact, multiple insiders are reporting that teams are expecting the league to issue official guidelines for resumption to play by June 1st, which is this Friday? Yeah. Or, yep. or Saturday, somewhere around there, yeah. Um, they're expecting it to be released. By June 1st. And the NBA Board of Governors has a meeting this Friday that's expected to provide further clarity on the plans to return. So everything is starting to shape up.
5: This is uh, even uh, the president of the Players Association uh, said today that the players really, really want to come back. Now there's there's a lot of logistics that need to be worked out. Damian Lillard said, "Hey, look, if you're not giving us a shot at the playoffs, I don't really want to be there." Uh, and you know, the Golden State Warriors and seem seemingly none of them want to be there because they're so far out of it. Uh, and, and there's multiple reasons for it. I think there's probably some teams like the Warriors that frankly want to protect their draft spot and don't really want to play in case of uh, improving you know improving their record and losing draft position at this point. So there's there's a lot on the, there's a lot that I understand and I. Yet, but for teams that are in the playoffs for teams that have an opportunity to uh to try to win a title and for players that really fully understand the financial ramifications of what's going to happen long term to the collective bargaining agreement and to the salary cap and to the luxury tax if they don't return they realize hey you know what we got to get this done and we got to find a way to get back out there and the level of cooperation and you can disagree with me if if you think I'm off base on this. The level of cooperation between the players association and the NBA seems to be awesome right now. I mean, it seems to be really good yeah. as opposed to what we're seeing in baseball where every time they they try to do something, it seems like they want to shoot themselves in the foot. And I don't you know, I I think eventually we'll have a baseball season. I think eventually they'll work things out, but boy, they're trying their best to screw it up. Whereas the NBA is like, "Hey, look, you need to get this done. We want to get this done." Let's find a way to get this done and, and get going here. And I think, look, you know, unless something really dramatically uh, bad happens here in the next few weeks, I think you're looking at games probably in, you know, in July at some point.
1: Let's hope so, Gordon. And that's kind of the, the latest reporting out there mid to late July. And we'll see some of the details they have ironed out. But we should know this week. We should know with that Board of Governors meeting on Friday.
2: Yeah, and uh, that will account for a uh, you know some some personal training for the players to get back in shape, and then the training camp uh, of two or three weeks, something like that, and then then to get the thing uh, all ready to go. We'll see how it goes. It seems to be the way it's leaning, like you said, and uh, this seems to be ca- be the case in a lot of different. Areas, You know, I hear a lot of talk from folks in college football that, by golly, that thing's going to happen one way or the other. And I just saw a story in the Salt Lake Tribune says University of Utah and Utah State will reopen campuses with in-person classes this fall. So, I mean, it, it seems to be the way people are are heading right now. And I. I don't know what's going to happen if there's a second wave. It seems like we're still sort of swamped by the first wave. But this this is the direction all of these, many of these activities are headed right now.
1: Yeah, this is the uh, report in the Trib. Uh, Two major universities in the state plan to reopen their campuses for in-person classes this fall and more likely to follow, though administrators stress that it will happen only with strict measures in place to sanitize and limit the spreading of coronavirus among faculty and students, uh, those two universities being Utah and Utah State says they will return, but it will be gradual, at least at first, for the upcoming semester starting in August. Class sizes will be kept small for those coming back, and some courses will remain online for those at higher risk of infection.
2: The, the problem with all of this is uh, you can't do that with football unless you push, push the season back, right? Um, well, they could yeah. be
1: part of the in-person students.
2: Right, but that's in that's beginning when classes start. And if you're going to prepare for a football season, then you've got to start that what a, at least a month before the season begins, right?
1: Yeah, but we're talking about classes. This isn't to say they, they won't let students on before classes start or faculty or staff.
2: Well, but football, whether you're playing it in practice or you're playing it in a real game, it's kind of similar, isn't it?
1: Well, they, they cleared for a, a return, so the NCAA is getting out of the way. Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, we're a good friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt, and he's out there helping our listeners that are struggling with ED. What's going on, Andrew?
6: Yeah, that's right. We're, strug- or we're helping guys that are struggling with erectile dysfunction. Uh, what's interesting is that a recent study suggested that over 90% of erectile dysfunction is caused... By, um, old or, you know, degenerative blood vessels, clogged blood vessels, damaged blood vessels. So this comes down to a blood flow issue, and you can kind of forget the medication. You can forget the hormones that treat the symptoms temporarily, if you're lucky, and really look to the root cause problem of ED. It's the lack of blood flow. It's, it's a plumbing issue. That is where Wasatch Medical comes in with the acoustic wave, uh, clinically shown to open up and regrow blood vessels in this part of the body. So you get the blood flow going where you want it, when you want it. And we have seen a lot of guys get back to their younger years, normal and natural function in the bedroom.
1: Who's a good candidate for this, Andrew? I would say anybody that is
6: struggling um, you know, noticing that things are not going in the right direction in the bedroom. There are some medical conditions that can eliminate you from being a good candidate. Um, the implant, if you've, if you've gone and had the surgery, it, it may be too late. I hate to say it. And there's a couple other things. But most guys will benefit from this. We will make sure you're screened by a doctor. So that's an important part is come in, see if you're a good candidate before you start.
1: is the number to call. Get on that schedule, 801-901-8000. And you're doing the visit with the doctor for free, right? The visit with the doctor is free. That's important to make sure
6: you're a good candidate. Uh, This blood flow ultrasound is also very important. It tests the blood flow. And you will immediately know what we're talking about when you do this. Really cool. That's all free to those that are calling us now. And we're also throwing in this little booster we've done before. It produces instant results in the bedroom. That's just for making the trip to our clinic, uh, whether you do the treatments or not.
1: 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. That's our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. There's some breaking NHL news and how that uh, league may be coming back and maybe – The NBA might do something similar. We'll talk about it coming up next. Stay tuned. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This one was requested by me. Want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions. Backed by an industry leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs, it's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. You want to hear some irony, Gordon? Sure. Uh, when I requested this on Twitter, I actually did not use the right title for this song. <laughs> In all fairness, because you accuse me of of just uh, selecting information that is pro me, in all fairness, I did get that wrong.
2: Well, that's mighty uh, courageous of you to fess up.
1: Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. This is a good song, though. You don't strike me as much of a Skid Row fan, however.
2: Uh, I don't know. You know. I mean, if uh, I haven't listened to them a lot.
1: Did you get into the '80s uh, hair metal, Gordon? That that doesn't seem like your type of genre.
2: Oh, uh, I was I was busy in the '80s.
1: Meaning you you didn't have time to listen to music? <laughs> I no, listen they to they
2: didn't let us listen at the LA Times, Jake.
1: Oh yeah, for oh, you.
2: I was busy during that period of time in my life, but uh, didn't did have listen.
1: a chance to experience good old fashioned hair metal. Not your uh, thing.
2: A little bit, a little bit. Not uh, not overly didn't uh, bust out the
1: leathers and grow out the hair (laughs) (laughs) not not the direction you went
2: no not really
1: uh gordon um let's get to this nhl thing uh there's been some breaking news in the last hour gary bettman announced kind of the the pathway to return to play Um, Here's just kind of uh, a few bullet points, and then we'll get into some of the specifics of the playoff because it's really interesting. Um, uh, But health and safety are paramount. Fans and players want the NHL to resume. Guidance from civil and medical authorities, NHL and Players Association partnership and cooperation. 24 clubs will resume play, the top 12 in each conference, by point percentage as of March 12th. The 1920 regular season is now complete. Each conference is assigned to a hub city, which is to be determined, with secure hotels, arena, practice facilities, and transportation. Each team limited to 50 personnel in hub city and a comprehensive system of testing. So that's kind of the, the outline there, Gordon. The finalists on the host cities, of which there will be two, are Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, and Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver.
2: Wow, that's a lot of hubs.
1: Well, they're they're just going to pick two. Those are the finalists, one for each conference. Now, now this is where things get really interesting, Gordon. Any thoughts up to this point before we get to the the playoff format? Because that's where things get a little wonky, and I like it. But any
2: objections or thoughts so far? Just two things. That testing is going to have to go crazy. You know, there's going to have to be a lot of testing, and I does it mention how often they will, the players will be tested?
1: I uh, have not seen that uh, that detail quite yet.
2: Do you think it'll be daily, weekly, something with something in between?
1: Um, I honestly have no clue. I guess I'd be surprised if it were daily.
2: That'd be a whole lot of testing, wouldn't it? I would guess. But, uh, it sounds, you know, if it can be done and done safely, then that sounds like a heck of an idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, I now the they kind of went the direction you were advocating early in the show where they're just going with the playoffs. Now, they're Mm -hmm. just not going with your average playoff, however, Gordon. The top four teams in each conference, which uh, would be, let's see, in the west would be the, uh, let's see, the Blues, the Avalanche, the Golden Knights, and the Stars. And in the east would be the Bruins, the Lightning, uh, I don't even know what logo that is, and Philadelphia. Uh, so those four or those eight teams, Gordon, would play a round robin. So the top four teams in each conference play for for first round seeding. Then there's the qualifying round. The remaining eight teams play a best of five series to advance to the first round. Once they get to the first round, uh, they don't know how long those series are going to be in the first and second rounds. They've yet to determine that. Then the conference finals and Stanley Cup finals are best of seven series. So there's a round-robin to determine the first top four seeds, and then the remaining eight teams in each conference play best-of-five series to advance.
2: You know, at first glance, that sounds pretty good. I think that sounds
1: awesome. I love the whole round-robin concept. I think you might see this, uh, if it works, be implemented going forward. Maybe. I mean, I I don't know if you want to really... uh, take this as an excuse to make some revolutionary change. I mean, I don't hate the idea. I love the idea of the top 4 teams in each conference playing a round robin. That's pretty sweet. I don't know about 12 teams from each conference making the playoffs. That's a little that diminishes the value of the regular season. Maybe you adjust the numbers a little bit. How, how
2: many teams are there in total in the NHL? 32, I believe.
1: I that are, sounds right to mm-hmm. me. So 24 okay. out of 32 teams making it. I mean That's a
2: lot. That's playoff yeah. inflation.
1: Yeah, that's that's but I mean, excuse me, 31 now, 31. Mm-hmm. But if you add, you know, some sort of intrigue to the playoffs, it makes the playoffs better. But then again, then you're entering into the college basketball territory where it's like, yeah, but the whole regular season in the lead up is basically.
2: Yeah. What 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 uh, as far as going through all the, that activity to uh, to to for the seeding amongst the top four teams? Do you think that's, doesn't that does not seem kind of redundant?
1: In this case, no, because the, the the season ended so shortly. We were robbed of kind of a playoff chase, right? So this maybe makes up for that. But I would agree with you in, in normal circumstances, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, all you have to do is get into the top four instead of playing for that one seed. So all of a sudden, you know, does it get to what the NBA battles where you have teams that heart isn't in it in those games in the last month, you know?
2: Yeah, under these circumstances, like you said... That sounds like a pretty good plan. I got to hand it to the NHL. Uh, They they, uh, they jumped on that. They, They
1: managed to salvage, you know, kind of what Damian Lillard was complaining about coming back and playing for no reason. However, I don't know the threshold. For the NHL to meet their obligations for regional networks, I have no right. idea if that's the same as the NBA or not. I,
2: I, I would doubt that it is, and certainly the dollar figures wouldn't be the same amounts.
1: Right. So maybe it's not as worth it for the NHL to bring everybody back. But I, right. I do think that this kind of makes up for us not having a playoff chase. In fact, I think it does that quite nicely. And watching the top four teams in each conference play around, Robin, that's awesome to see all the best teams square
2: off just at the beginning. But I wonder if, that, again, I wonder if that would be redundant in both directions, you know, uh, as far as do you really want to see the, the the top four teams and then the playoffs after that?
1: Yeah, then you get a preview of what the conference finals could be. But, but
2: I want to get straight to it.
1: Well, I think you are getting straight to it. It's all part
2: know, of it. I know, but uh, all of that for the seeding. It I, I seems like going to a lot of trouble for just that. Well, I think
1: you have to... You want the best teams to continue to play games also, right? You don't want the best teams sitting on the sidelines waiting as those other teams play their way in. Mm. Okay. I think you'd like those other teams doing something while the bottom of the conferences are sorting themselves out. Almost almost like a regular season.
2: Okay, but which one would you be more clued into? See, isn't that intriguing? That's super intriguing. But it makes the other stuff, the other parts of the playoffs, a little less uh, interesting.
1: Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Now, if we had a regular season still, it would make that less interesting. But the rest of the playoffs? What if if you had a real uh, grudge match between one of these or two of these top four teams and then they eventually met in a revenge series in the conference finals? That's pretty sweet.
2: Well, again, for me, it's redundant, but we can disagree on that. Okay. Because I don't need to see it twice. All right, let's get out
1: to the zone phone. Joining us now is our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Give them a call, and they can help you if you're having issues in the bedroom. What's going on, Andrew?
6: Yeah, that's right. Um, We help a lot of guys that are feeling discouraged, like maybe life in the bedroom will never come back to the way it used to be. A lot of guys um, take the medication, they take the pill or injections and are discouraged that it doesn't work and it causes bad side effects and kind of feel hopeless. I mean, this can wreak havoc on a relationship. Wasatch Medical has a treatment that eliminates all of the bad that comes with treating ED. It's the first and only thing uh, that treats the root cause problem. And here's what's so cool. I don't know how often in the medical world you can say zero side effects, but There has never been a reported side effect with acoustic wave therapy. It opens up and regrows blood vessels gently so it can restore normal and natural function in the bedroom, just like it was in your younger years.
1: And there's been some real interesting studies on this treatment, right, that have been released recently?
6: Yeah, there are. The science page at wasatchmedicalclinic.com has a lot of the studies Um, showing how effective it is, one that took a study of uh, 600 different guys and had an 87% success rate, one that showed it was still effective three years later, Uh, one that showed there was no side effects. So the science is sound, and this can restore that normal function.
1: 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Lots of free stuff, too, right? so much free yeah we do uh an assessment with the doctor that'll ensure that you're a good candidate for this
6: that is free if you give us a call we'll also do the exam we'll do a blood flow ultrasound um all free we'll also throw in a little booster produces instant results in the bedroom really cool and that's free as well
1: 801-901-8000 give them a call 801-901-8000 thanks andrew Thank you. That's our friend Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000. Mountain America Market Update coming up next. Our friend Will Snowden talking some BYU football at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for another Mountain America Market Update. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he's our good friend, TJ Walk. What's going on, TJ? Hi, guys. How was your Memorial Day weekend? Mine was uh, absolutely terrific. Uh, Gordon, I believe you enjoyed yours uh, as well. How about you, TJ? How'd you do?
0: It was great. You know, it was my wife's birthday over the weekend, so I just wanted to give her a quick birthday shout out. Happy birthday, Natalie. I love you. And uh, yeah, it was really relaxing and what uh, Memorial Day weekend should all be about. So,
1: Happy birthday. Having a birthday uh, over the weekend in the household. That's nice. Happy birthday, Natalie. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the markets.
0: You know, today was another positive day. Dow finished up uh, just north of 500 points for a greater than 2% gain, and then the S and p was positive by 1.2% today. And today was uh, a really big day because Wall Street's trading floor was reopened today with certain restrictions. Uh, which is interesting because most trading is done off the floor than on the floor nowadays. But I think that just gives you a little sentiment that even Wall Street is starting to pare back some of the COVID restrictions that have been in place. and uh, You have some vaccination hopes that are still on the horizon and a lot of optimism being felt right now through the economy. So good science.
2: So does all that mean that uh, the bulls will be running again?
0: Well, I, I wish I could say that I knew that this is the direction we're headed. Uh, well, it doesn't. You know, in short term, it, most anything can happen. That's kind of what my tip was going to be today. It was just to kind of avoid the extremes. So if you go with an extreme approach on anything, it's usually missing something. So, I mean, if you if you think in terms of, of golf, for example, uh, you know, if, if I have a dog leg left, then a really aggressive approach on that, or an extreme approach, is to try and hit it straight at the hole, even though I've got to go over the trees and the lake and the sand trap. And so there's some risk I take with that. If I take a step back, take a breath, and take a look out at the fairway, and just say, "Okay, maybe I play this one straight down the middle." That usually, more not more often than not, ends up being a better result. So, as a, as humans, we tend to gravitate towards the extremes of both sides, and so. Uh, take a deep breath, analyze the situa- situation, then take a disciplined and prepared approach.
1: I try to cut that dog leg every time, TJ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how does it end up? Are you putting for eagle?
1: Rarely, rarely. Yeah, let me leave it there. Yeah, it, it often doesn't work out quite so well. Well, that's most of us, right? Who are amateur golfers? So that's a fact. TJ, you're the best. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. Back at you. That's our friend T.J. Walk from Mountain America Investment Services, and that is another Mountain America Market Update.
5: The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured. Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed, and loss of principal is possible.
1: You know, I lose a lot of balls that way, Gordon, but I feel like when the course challenges you with a dog leg, you got to step up to that challenge, man. Don't club down and go down the fairway.
2: Go well, for the gold, baby. Go for the depends, gold. You know, it depends on how you're feeling, Jake. I mean, sometimes you just, you're on it, and you know you can picture the shot going exactly where you want it to go. So you swing away. Other times... May not be going. You might not be on top of your uh, uh, your game, and so you want to, you know, check down a little bit and, and be, quote-unquote, smart. However, if you've ever played golf with smart golfers, it's kind of aggravating, isn't it?
1: Uh, I don't know, but I, I don't know when you went uh, – you you became such a soft human. It, it, it's affecting your golf game. I mean, <laughs> just – Backing away
2: from you, a challenge. Say, it goes against everything just that you st- used just, to stand for. Just step up and, and go for it, huh?
1: Yeah, right? What are we doing?
2: We out yeah, here to play know, golf or what? Yeah. Yeah. You're not it's not the US Open.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. What's the worst that could happen? You lose a ball, you, who cares? Yeah, you, you lose a title, it's somewhat. Come on. Well, of course, you play with nothing but titles.
2: What a surprise! That, that, that reminds no, me. Of, no, no uh, bridge stones for our boy Gordon. <laughs> that reminds me. One time, one time we we're playing golf, and and a guy, uh, he uh, he hits the ball and hits it way to the left into the woods, you know. And he he turns around and he says to his his playing partner, he says, uh, "Give me a ball." will you? So he hands him the ball. He, he tees it up. hits Hits the shot straight in the same place. Turns around and says, give me another one. And the guy says, all right, here. He hands him another ball and puts it, uh, puts it on the tee. Turns around and the guy says, uh, uh, "says geez, what are you, why are you going to do this? Why do you keep taking my, my ball like this? These are expensive balls. And he said, hey, can't afford the game. Give it up.
1: So are you the type of guy, if I bought an extra sleeve of Top Flights accidentally and said, hey, Gordo, I bought an extra sleeve. You want these? You'd say, no, I only play Titleist. No, you are I, that I play, guy. No, no, yeah, it is you. I, no not at are, are all. Are they? Man. Are they not only just titleless? Are, are they pro V ones? Because because if they're not, um, you know, I don't.
2: If, if I don't there's stoop a golf to that level, <laughs> yeah, if there's a golf ball, I'll play it. I'm not. Uh, I'm not one of those guys. Oh, uh, is that a
1: Bridgestone? Uh, yeah. No, uh, thanks for the offer, but uh, a I'll I'll yellow just,
2: ball. Uh, what is this mini golf? Oh, more people are. Well, I see a lot of people playing with uh, with made
1: TaylorMade.
2: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I what? stopped playing. Noodle,
1: ta- stop playing TaylorMade's about twenty years ago, pal. No, nobody who
2: nobody thinks
1: that way. You are a ball snob. You just dropped oh, Titleist. You just you know when I get up and hit my Titleist.
2: Strixen, please. <laughs> what tax bracket do
1: you think I'm in? Leave that in the bag. You're the type of guy who who looks all day for balls on the golf course and then is above playing them.
2: Did you not get the joke, you know, the guy's borrowing someone else's balls and he keeps he keeps st- taking his balls and the guy's complaining, so he says, hey, you can't afford the game, give it up?
1: We got it, yeah. You, yeah, I caught it. Did, well, did I did. And we, so, I mean,
2: did you get that?
1: I did. That's pretty clever. I know, but I didn't fall for your diversion from your ball snobbery. I wanted to stop there. And you tried to divert the conversation with some joke that that <laughs> was moderately entertaining. <laughs> so I went back to the ball snobbery. I wasn't falling for the bait and switch. Uh
2: it, it, I'll, I I it doesn't mean that I would prefer to play with a cheap ball. Uh but but look, golf balls when when you when you play the game the way I do in a very aggressive manner, uh you're going to lose a ball or two, you know. So I I I don't necessarily like to be a ball snob okay. as you accuse. <laughs> Why'd you a,
1: drop Titleist
2: in there? Just because it's a well-known golf ball, not because it's uh, any kind of premium. You can
1: get a cheap Titleist too. It's it's like oh, I, I looked at my watch and uh, Rolex, by the way, and uh, just to see what time it is.
2: Let's get to the guy who's an expert <laughs> at balls. Okay, Gordon.
1: Let's get out of the zone phone, joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He's our friend, Andrew Reinhardt, And I'm going to start off uh, this conversation, Andrew, with an apology. Uh, <laughs> you're helping a lot of guys out there, and uh, I, I couldn't think of a good way to deflect Gordon's wonderful intro there.
6: Yeah, well, Hey, it was, that was pretty good. We'll take it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's concentrate
1: no. on the helping part.
6: We'll, we'll, Yeah, we'll concentrate on this part of the body, yeah. So we help guys with ED, of course, um, and so many guys have heard us talk about this, but maybe they haven't done anything about the problem, and that, that kind of is the problem, is we see a lot of guys that they get ED, maybe things aren't going so hot in the bedroom, and they delay, but they do nothing, and the problem generally gets worse. I don't think I've ever seen ED heal itself, so it gets worse Um, And then they come in after many, many years of struggling. And we can, of course, help them. Um, We can get guys with even extreme erectile dysfunction back to normal. But the sooner you take care of the problem, the easier it is. Our treatments open up and regrow blood vessels. They restore that normal function. This is a blood flow issue at its core, and we can get that spontaneity back.
1: Yeah, I've got to think that that's the the big attraction, right? The spontaneity where you don't have to put in the planning and and take the the medicine X amount of time before or whatever. It's back to normal. That's got to be nice for a lot of folks.
6: It's back to normal. Yep, we had a 77-year-old guy. Um, He's only three or four treatments in right now. And he was seeing positive results after just one treatment after having ED for 10 years. So that kind of thing happens all the time. 801-901-8000
1: is the number to call to get on the schedule. 801-901-8000. And you'll get our listeners in to see the doc for free.
6: We will. Call us now. Uh, The initial assessment is free, the exam. Also, this is pretty cool. It's a blood flow ultrasound. You'll be able to hear your blood flow, get a feel for any blockages. Uh, All of that is free if you give us a call. And I want to note that there's no obligation for anything. You can come in. You can meet with the doctor, and you can say, these treatments are not for me, and maybe I'll call you in a few years. Either way, it's so helpful to get analyzed and get that blood flow ultrasound.
1: 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. It's our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000. Our friend Will Snowden joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.